Welcome back to another Miles More Madness. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Tim Miles. Tim, how about those Chiefs? Are you just walking around like you're the, like just the happiest person in the world? Like, you know, that you guy? know how like those, those pro wrestlers like walk in with their chests all puffed out. That's, that's pretty much me all, all the time. And, and how tall are you? Six two. Yeah. And you weigh like 165. Buck 70. Close. Okay, so, I mean, and so you're just puffing your chest out, this skinny little rat. Yeah, yeah. I I have no chest, so I've really got a puff. What, do they call that a conclave chest, or what do they call that? I don't know. But you got uh, it, I don't. Right? I prefer. I prefer the term, not the term scrawny. Just as long as you don't use scrawny, <laughs> that's like a hate term. Really? That's like <laughs> triggers some form form of a past life that didn't go as well as you'd hoped. No, I just, you know, any skinny guy doesn't like to be called scrawny. I think that's a, uh, that's a given. Did you ever like to be called scrawny? I mean, you were skinny once upon a time. I, but I was never scrawny, so I, they never called me <laughs> uh, so uh, Barack I don't know. So Barack Obama made skinny-looking nerds cool again. So I think that's where you that's... really are, are totally yeah. cool. All right. Should we talk some college basketball, or, or should we just BS the rest of this? Uh, no, I think we should. 40 we should bite into college basketball. Bite into it. Oh, what a transition! So, Tim, when's have have you ever bit anybody? Yeah, my brother. You did. He deserved it. How did that go? How how old were you when you when you bit him? Twenty two. Twenty. No. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no. I was a little kid. I'm sure. Uh, I, I got in big trouble. You know, you don't bite. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got a good biting story as well. Of course, we're talking about Houston's John Giroux, uh bit Mamadou Giada this uh, this weekend of Cincinnati. And, um, and so, if you're Calvin Sampson, do, do, you, do you what do you do? He suspended him one game. What, what do you do? Wow. And how how, I mean, how much like crap do you give him behind the scenes? Well, the thing is, is like it was kind of unnecessary. It was just kind of a scrap for a loose ball. Yeah, there's something had to have happened earlier in the game. Uh, like, I, I, he, something had to set him off. Yeah. So okay, you can you can undertow that all you want. Um, I, I don't know. I I mean, to me, it's you know, I mean, you have to understand the danger of a bite for everybody involved. You know. And, um, I'd be scared as the biter. I'm not biting anybody with, when limbs are flying. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I've got a good set of teeth because I bought and paid for them. And so, uh, uh, they're all, they're all implants and caps. I have so many screws in my mouth. I think I'm allergic to aluminum. So uh, I don't know what you do. Here comes the aluminum thing. I don't have any, (laughs) I don't have any good, good advice. Other than Calvin Sampson is handling it the way he knows how to and the best way possible. And hopefully the young man learns a lesson, but you shouldn't bite. It's unhealthy. You shouldn't. You shouldn't it bite. comes with a free tetanus and, shot for everybody. And by the way, Tim dropped a, a casual uh, alert allergy to aluminum in there, which he claims he really has and will not drink his beloved Coors Lights out of aluminum cans or aluminum bottles. So no, well, I think first that's of all, just a made up. I don't think there I is think that's just made up. A bottle is always made of glass. <laughs> and I don't think there's well, just aluminum is aluminum. Knock it off. 
We shouldn't have plastics. <laughs> we shouldn't have aluminum. <laughs> Keep it in the bottom. All right. All right. So uh, the biting. We'll move on from the biting. That that was. There's been some strange things happen in college basketball. That's one of the stranger ones right there. That's and weird. I can't wait to. I can't wait to go down the uh, the the finger biting rabbit hole later today. I'm I'm definitely reading up on that. Might have to do an oral history on that. <laughs> that's that's quite the story. All right. So. The fa- I wanted to ask you, Tim, what's your favorite month in college basketball? Where's February rank? Uh, I really like February because January is so long. I hate it. And we even have a leap year this year. Um, so happy birthday to all the leap babies on the, on the, that happens, what, every four years or whatever. So, um, but, but still 29 days uh, is, uh, is so much shorter than 31. But I, I love February. The, it seems like the weather just gets a smidge better. And, um, I'm in Chicago today. And, uh, when I checked into my hotel yesterday, uh, the lady checking me in said that they had sunshine the day before. And it was the first time in like three and a half weeks, they actually had sunshine. I hadn't heard that. I guess I didn't even, she goes, I walked out. It was like, I'd been in a cave and I was like, what is that thing? It's the sun. So I just think that February brings the sun. It gets a little nicer weather, you know? Um, and, and you know, you're this close to March and look at February 1st, all the great games and the crazy games that were going on. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a good month. I always, I always enjoy it. I, I love March, but, but February is pretty close, pretty close up there because the, the end of the conference races, everybody's getting excited. It just, it's like college basketball's month. Like there's, there's no competition really. Even in March, you at least you have like spring training baseball starting up and like that. There's what else is going on right now besides college basketball? So yeah, I wouldn't call the All Star uh, Game uh, much competition. The NBA. Yeah, All-Star yeah, I guess the, the the NBA the NBA is happening. Or the Pro Bowl. We, we don't need to pay pay attention to that to the playoffs. So uh, the Pro Pro Bowl is done now. They they do it the week before the Super Bowl now. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah, that's how insignificant it is. You don't even know that. But I, I never, I, I never, I used to watch as a kid. I can't say I've watched a Pro Bowl in in a long time. All right. So, other thing I wanted to wanted to hit you with today, Timmy. There's been this narrative in college basketball this year that there's no great teams. But let me take you through January. Baylor goes undefeated. San Diego State goes undefeated. Gonzaga and Dayton all go undefeated. KU just has the one loss to Baylor. Louisville opened the, the month with a loss to Florida State and now have won eight in a row. Did we overreact early in the year with the no great teams narrative? What do you say? Well, let's just remember San Diego State didn't lose in December or November either. So uh, <laughs> uh, They've yet to lose, correct. Yes, exactly. So, uh, you know, and I've had a chance to watch Baylor more than I did earlier in the year when we talked about them, and I have to say – they have a lot of great elements of a team that can make a deep, deep run uh, for a national championship, for a Final Four berth, and they're really impressive. Uh, I think the fact that maybe the the what we're seeing is the established one seeds, let's just call them, you know, the potential one seeds, are a little bit. They're not the blue bloods. They're not your traditional Duke, Carolina, Kentucky. You know, so maybe that's why the reaction has been what it is is that some of these, you know, like the San Diego State and Baylors of the world uh, are, are so strong this year that it's a little unconventional. Yeah, I, uh, I would say, like, I think Baylor 
is probably a one seed most years, but I'm not sure that we we did overreact. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the computers here. Little get a little nerdy on ner- you. Yeah, I nerd kick. Probably gonna, nerd kick. Probably gonna make you angry. But I I did find this interesting. Like Can I don't Tom? I don't I think we have to I think we have to use our eyes, but also sometimes we, the numbers can can help. But, so says. if you <laughs> so this is just an interesting stat to me. All right. So if you use Ken Palm's adjusted efficiency margin, the current number one team in his rankings, which is Kansas, would be number six last year. And if the season ended today, only 2006. Florida so wait, 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 2000... wait, 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 wait. Do we? Wait. Need, do you need to explain? No, no. I need to explain to you. Okay. Okay. Go so ahead. So you're taking last year's year-end numbers against true at this time this year. Yes. Can't do that. You can't do that. No, okay. I mean that's like why can't you do that? Because they don't apply that way. Because as you make a run in through the tournament, your number. Those, I mean, I, I realize it could change. Going to go way up. You can't do that. They will it's go. Like, they will like, go way up. Yeah. So as yeah, as you're playing better teams and you're playing in your conference tournament and you make a good run and you play, it's just like I remember one year we finished the regular season at like, uh, oh, I forget what it was in Ken Palm, and uh, and then. And then, like, somebody in the CBI, right, makes a huge run in the CBI, wins, like, seven games, and was eight spots behind us, goes to three spots ahead of us because they made a run in the uh, CBI. <laughs> like, and we lost, like, a road game in the NIT or whatever. I don't know. But you're sitting – I mean, that the, you know, stop it at the end of the regular season, compare last year's regular season numbers, or go to Ken, get last year's numbers at this time, February first. Yeah, that's third, that's fifth. that's what you got to do. Yeah, I did this too late though, so I, I didn't have time to go to. Yeah, you're but I, I just but go ahead and go in with your, <laughs> your misguided um, uh, numbers evaluation, which again, one this year is six last year. All right. Well, let's let's say the number is what it is today. Okay. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you the stat, and and you can you can obviously say, hey, it's it's bullcrap because it's not the the end of the season. But if if it continues to be the number, it's it's at, and it's I think it's been around. I, I pay attention to this a little bit. I think it's been around this number for a while now. These the, whoever's been number one. So if it were to end today, only 2006 Florida and 2003 Kentucky in his database, which goes back to 2002 would have a worse adjusted efficiency margin than Kansas among the top-ranked teams. So we'll see. We'll see how it develops. It'll be – we definitely need to take a look at this once the season's done and uh, see where it's at and see see how much that, that number went up because I'll be interested because we can at least say, hey, on Tuesday – remember, it's Tuesday, yeah. February 4th, Kansas's number was – Plus 29.96. So let the record show. Screenshot it is what you do. Screenshot it. Save the screenshot as a date. You do it the first of every month. That's what I've done for years. Just screenshotted that. But I got whacked. I got whacked, so I don't know where I put that hard drive. (laughs) (laughs) Fred Hoiberg's like, what the hell is all this? What are all these screenshots? This guy was such a nerd. Hey guys, sorry guys. Let the uh, sorry, uh, sorry, chime in for just a sec yeah. to uh, to just uh, put a put a number to Tim's point. Please. So 
We all remember the great run Texas Tech made in the NCAA tournament last year. Uh, you can actually, on Ken Palm, pull out uh, the pre-tourney numbers, pre-tourney everything that's on that first dashboard. So pre-tourney, Texas Tech's uh, adjusted efficiency metric was 26 yeah, it was 26.7664. Uh, so that's comfortably below where Kansas is right now. By the time they made their run to the NCAA uh, championship game, they ended at a 30.03. So they gained about, what, three and a half points of efficiency during the tournament. So that's just a, and a but th- they were clearly the biggest jumper. So that's a sign of how much a team can jump in a six-game uh, uh, stretch. Adding value. Michael Beller adds value. And I would like to say <laughs> Ken Palm might have done this. I mean, I'm not taking full credit, you know, but I've had arguments before like this with people who run computers and geeks and nerds like CJ that just fall in love with every uh, computer number without knowing the full story. So I'm not going to take credit for it. But some of us realize, Michael, way to add value. And wow, what a big leap. Just trying to emulate, emulate you, Tim. Thank what you. was Virginia's number? Virginia pre-tourney was 35.65. So Virginia's went down, and they won the national championship. Wait, no, 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 no. I have Virginia pre-tourney at um, 34.22. No, no, that's what they were to end the season. That's No, that's that's final. Yeah, listen, (laughs) I just updated my computer, and I will tell you this. Don't do it. Don't do the new Apple update, folks. (laughs) <laughs> it's a it shay oh shay uh, keep listening to us keep listening to us on itunes yep well <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> spotify too spotify <laughs> what so what was it again what were they pre and post michael pre tourney they were 35.65 they lost a little more than a point off that they ended 34.22 okay. how about that how about that so it can go either way those are some numbers do with them what you will we'll, we'll circle back to this at the end of the year if, if Tim's still with us. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> if uh, M- Michael wanted us to, to, to answer this question, he said, we hear all the time that playing in a strong league prepares a team for the tournament. Is that true or just a myth that feels true because it has become conventional wisdom? Uh, the Big Ten would be our example here, and he brought up Butler, who is now – What's 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 Butler's deal lately? They are. They've lost like five or six, I think, or something. Yes. Yeah, so, so Michael, I want to chime in. I, I've lost your 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 Butler. Butler has lost. So it's it, it's two different it's two different thoughts here, really. Butler's lost uh, four of their last six. They've got Villanova on Wednesday and Marquette over the weekend. So this is a team that feels like it's reeling. And uh, you know, how do you collect yourself when you're a team that started so hot? Uh, and now is has fallen off and really doesn't have time to lick its wounds because you know, Villanova, Marquette, uh, a pretty deep Big East that yeah. they still got to navigate over the next month. How do you do that? The other the thing about the uh, the Big Ten being our example this season is that how much of that is actually true? How much of playing a gauntlet of a schedule like Big Ten teams are doing this year actually matters when you get to March? Yeah, that, that's an excellent question because I, I think if your talent is deep enough in the big leagues – uh, you, you can do it. But I think if you, the, a lot of right things have to happen when you're in the, when the power four or fives. So, so here's what I go back to, which was Brad Stevens is coaching in the horizon league and they're 30, 
one and two or whatever. And he said, these guys are so confident, they can't remember the last time they lost a game. And again, so maybe there's three good teams in the Horizon League comparatively. You know what I mean? So it's a top-heavy league in that league. You just have to look at the league within the league and see what it is. When I was a Division II coach, I remember we were in the Northern Sun Intercollegiate and the North Central region, which is now many of those schools have gone Division One, like South Dakota, South Dakota State, North Dakota, North Dakota State. That was the North Central. Had way more uh, resources than the uh, Northern Sun Intercollegiate, which are all still Division II, which would have been like Northern State, Southwest State, Winona, Winona State, um, places like that. So I always felt where our league, the Northern Sun that I was in, I was in both leagues actually, but um, was top heavy. So four straight years, one of our teams went to the Elite Eight, even though the North Central Conference was arguably a deeper league and a better league. At the time, I think we were building more confidence because we had some nights off, you know, but those teams that had, you know, just more talent, like when you have a wealth of talent in those high major leagues, I think you have that confidence and you're able to get through that anyway. I think what those big leagues do are they break the teams that are not quite complete or those teams that maybe have some injuries, they just break them uh, because it's so punishing. So you got to get really lucky if you're not supremely talented uh, and, and let's just face it, you know, I mean, that talent means everything. And, you know, we talked about, you know, how many McDonald's all Americans and stuff like that. Some of those teams have had over the time and from year to year and how many number one draft picks. I was just talking about New Mexico university of New Mexico and the mountain West conference to somebody uh, earlier today. And I said, yeah, well, New Mexico, I had this guy, this guy, and this guy, and they're all three in the NBA, you know, and then they have their best player, so to speak, who had been uh, Drew Gooden, who was uh, UCLA's leading scorer, isn't in the NBA. You know what I mean? So uh, what I mean is that when you have a wealth of talent in a top-heavy league, you can the sky's the limit. You have a wealth, you have a wealth of talent in a Power Five, you know, or one of the Blue Blood leagues, you still can go. But if you just have a good team, a really, really good. I mean, when I say good team, I mean a good team, like a Sweet Sixteen. You don't you know we don't un, we don't we don't throw around fantastic or whatever unless it's on TV. So um, when I'm talking about a good team, I'm like when Brian Dutcher tells me, Timmy, I, I I got some guys now. I got a good team. You know that's a team that can make a run to the Sweet 16, maybe to the Final Four. That but stuff still got to go right. You know you don't have the depth. You got to stay healthy. If you, you you still have to have that, or you could be one and done in the NCAA tournament. Um, or you could be done in your conference uh, tournament or whatever it might be. Or if you're in a major league, you could be ninth, 10th or 11th in your league, even though you're a good team. So I don't know if any of that makes sense because I've been on my uh, rant here, but I, I, Michael, I do agree that there is an advantage to being in a top heavy league uh, when you have a good team, because you just have a few more nights off. It's not as stressful and you have a chance maybe to, to, you know, get luckier because if you're in those power five leagues, you don't get any luck. They just run over you like a freight train and then giggle on the way by. All right, Tim, I, I have some fun trivia for you because you brought up Brad Stevens and Butler. Okay. Right? So the second national title run to the title game. Okay. So that second year. So um, Shelvin Mack, Matt Howard are the, are the stars. Um. That on February 4th, which is the current date, 
today. They had played 23 games overall and 11 league games in the horizon. What do you think their record was in, in overall and in league? What year again? 2011. 11. Is that one of the years they went to the championship game? Yeah, they, they went to the title game. They lost to UConn. So they lost to Duke the year before, and then they lost to UConn this, this year. That's when they went back-to-back. Yeah, one of the years they weren't as good as the other year, so I'm just this is to this is the year this is the year they're not as good because because um, the year seven cause and in, four because in in ten they had Gordon Hayward yeah because they changed leagues too remember they went from the horizon didn't they go no, from they, the horizon to the A10 they were still they were still in the horizon they didn't go to the A10 until after. two years after the last title okay game run. all right never mind uh, so seven, you're saying seven uh, and four in the league seven. Seven and four in the league. What's the overall? Uh, probably lost three, three or four more. So eight, 14 and eight. You're, you're really close. So 14 and nine. You can't do math, so that's okay. Okay. <laughs> 14 and nine overall. They were six and five in the horizon. Wow. How about that? And they go to the national and championship go on, game. And go on to win the, or to, to make the national championship game. So it, it teaches you like – Sometimes we overreact this time of year, and a team can just get hot and, and, and go. So they didn't lose again after that wow. until the, uh, the well, national title game. So, but th- didn't they had lost. The Listen to this. Team? Weren't they in the first four, like an 11 seed? Weren't there consecutive? Like- yeah, and, and yep, yep, yep. They were in the first four and uh, then go on to, to make the final four, beat Kansas in Question. the Elite Eight, the Morris Qu- Twins. Questions for both of you guys. So, Michael, if you could come on. Was it? Cooler watching the NCAA tournament in the old days where they only televised like one game and then would cut in like the red zone type of stuff. So you just get the close games and just get the close. Like, so you get the thrilling finish all the time or is it better having just all the games and having to have like four TVs and a computer up to watch the games each day? Michael, you go first. Oh, in your face, CJ. Yeah. Um, uh, I uh, I like it better now. I mean, it was. I have some great. I have some fond memories of uh, when it was cutting in and uh, to, to games that were getting close and cutting away from your local game that wasn't quite so close. Uh, I have some really good memories of uh, being in uh, like the high school library and uh, not going to class and just watching games. Uh, but uh, I, I'm very confident in my flipping skills and in my uh, ability to focus on uh, this TV when that TV doesn't have a good game. So uh, I'd rather just have them all right in front of me all time. CJ? I do like the options of being able to pick my, my game, and I can pay attention enough to know what's a good finish, like like Michael said. But I will tell you, I wish I could watch every single one. And so I do find myself just wanting to focus on one. T- I'll, I'll bring like the multiple TVs up. And, you know, a lot of times now I'm out covering one of the locations. But I wish I could see every single game. And so I'm, I'm one that almost would prefers to focus on one game. So I, I, I appreciate the old school of you just had the one TV, the one channel in that way. But it was it would be frustrating sometimes where like if you're watching your team and they're cutting away from your team, like you're not too happy. So I do like now that you have all the options. What do you say, Tim? Yeah, I like all the options, but boy, it was so cool when um see I grew up in South Dakota, we didn't have a division one team. So you kinda like just love college basketball. And uh it was just so cool when 
you know, all, all of a sudden, like, you just all the stuff. Like, I think Drake hits the big shot against Western Kentucky or whatever, or whatever, West Kentucky, just one game after another. You know, I mean, it was just like all these different moments. Um, Ali Farouk Benesh's shot, of course, I think was the same time back then. And um, I don't think they had the all deal yet. So, I mean, it was really just, I mean, there was just so many moments that I think are crystallized uh, differently that way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, and th- that's kind of why, you know, I love the first couple days of the tournament, but I also love the second weekend because you Se- then can pretty much watch every, every game. Yeah. The second right. weekend is, Let- is so well played. I mean, cause those guys yeah, are fighting the- so hard to get exactly. to the final four and those are great games. Yeah, it's almost. I almost like it better, even though there there is a, a something special about those those first couple of days. All right, so let's go. Uh, oh, I, I didn't give my answer to uh, to Michael's question because you 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 one upped him with another question. I would say that I think confidence is a big part, you know, of of, of basketball and success down the road. I think is is a point that you hit on there, but we've seen so many examples of of teams stumbling into the tournament struggling and then they go on a run so part of me like thinks momentum's a real thing but then sometimes there's just some teams that that squash that and apparently their their competition did help them and and I think you hit hit it on the head when you said it's it's all about the town a lot of times and 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 whether you have confidence or not can be dictated by different things it doesn't necessarily have to be by hey how how have we been playing the last couple weeks if you've got so much talent and you can convince yourself, say, we can, we can turn it on now. Sometimes that works out. Just make threes, baby. Just make threes. That helps. All right, Tim, we're going to do some picks. We're going to do some picks. And, and by the way, for the first? listeners, I will, I, will, I will throw out our records, but I want to let the listeners know you might be a little thrown off because this is early in the week and we're doing picks. But uh, because Michael Beller doesn't like us that much, he's now cutting us back to one episode a week uh, for the foreseeable future. And uh, so it will now be yeah. a midweight week episode. I think, Tim, I've got my theories Wait, on why this is yeah. happening. What do you got? What, what's, what you, what's your thing? Well, I mean, I, I think mostly it's become just... the boss. Like, I mean, the guy behind the scenes become the boss. Like, the talent is the talent is the talent. The talent is the talent. I know. Hey, well, the I'm, the one, I'm the one guy here who, who does uh, behind and in front of the mic stuff. So uh, I, know both, I know both sides of this coin, you guys. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Hey, who who makes the outlines every week, Michael? That's 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 behind the mic. Oh, I'm talking huh? about I'm I'm talking Enterprise Ride. I'm talking Enterprise I'm talking Enterprise Wide. I'm not talking just, you know, I'll, I'll talk college basketball. I'll talk college basketball with Brian on Bracket Madness a little later this week. I did a baseball show yesterday. I'm doing a baseball show tomorrow. I spent the entire football season doing football shows. So, uh, we'll do ca- Sounds like a big waste of time. <laughs> college basketball is the only place you need to be. Report. A week. Baseball season's here, my friends. Amazing. It is amazing. What's your theory right. on why we're getting cut down to once a week? Because I, we have a, a, like a cult following, and I don't think they're happy about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. My mom's going to be so upset. Um, I think it's that we don't want to <laughs> inspire cults. I think that's what it is. And we got we to gotta <laughs> nip it in the bud while we still can. I think Michael's just getting tired of us, so it's okay. I do want to hear these picks. Well, I do we... want to hear these picks. I'll tell you that much. Okay. Back on task. <laughs> All right. So the, the records. We skipped last week with the picks because we were with Gene Taylor and we were in no condition to be picking games. It was late at night. It was late at night. 
Six and two last time we did these picks against the Ken for me. Two and six for you. Eek. But five and three overall for me in just picking winners and six and two for you picking winners. So how about that? You go two and six against the Ken and six and two picking winners. So our overall... Because the Ken is only two-thirds accurate anyway. So big deal. <laughs> big deal. deal. <laughs> big deal. So our overall numbers, I'm 33 and 26 against the Ken. You're 28 and 31 against the Ken. I'm 34 and 28 just picking winners. You're 35 and 27 just picking winners. So that's a one-game lead, just picking so, winners. So can I ask you a question? Shoot. Is if, the, if a team's a three-point favorite in Las Vegas... Mm-hmm. And both you guys can answer this. Does that mean we can expect their three points better than the team they're playing? I, I think that that's the predicted score, basically, based on the conditions of where the game is. And it's also Vegas trying to get people to, to bet on both sides. Yeah. So, yeah, it basically all it is is a number to get people to bet one way or another. It's, it, I mean, and it doesn't necessarily mean that they want 50-50 action on both sides. No, they don't. They, Either. They're trying to fool you sometimes. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are times where they'll, they'll take 50-50 action, but they there are times where they're also maybe going to try to drive action to one side of a game more than another. So I think that we can... Can't trust them. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's. I think a, a, a line is a good jumping off point, but it doesn't automatically mean that we think Team X is three points better than Team Y. All right. But we use the against the Ken. He doesn't care which way we go with this. That's so true. these are just predicted scores. You know, he lives right next to Las Vegas. Salt Lake City is right there, basically. Just I don't saying. think he bets. Just saying. Just saying. He says he doesn't, but I, I believe him. All right. So first game, we're going to do four games tonight, four games tomorrow on Wednesday. Today, today is Tuesday for those who can't keep track of their days like Tim. Ohio State at Michigan, Michigan favored by a point. Who you got, Timmy? Ohio State at Michigan. I think Ohio State, who I picked to be the champion, didn't I? Or did you? That was my one of my picks. Yeah. No? Wasn't one of mine? Yeah, it was. Nah, it was mine. You're gonna I'm gonna have to go, but you need to go re-listen to that broadcast. I am saying Ohio State is turning the corner on their way to a 10-10 and 10 projected season that they're going to win. I had a hard time with this. I, I did the against the spread picks today for the athletic. I ended up going with Michigan. I, I reached out to Brendan Quinn, got his advice because oh he covers goodness. both Michigan and you Michigan State. You're getting last time, for last, last time I got his advice, he steered me wrong, so I'm hoping he can go at least 50-50. <laughs> so I'm on Michigan. And you're going Ohio State. Yep. All right. That school. Okay. Penn State. Penn State at Michigan State. Michigan State favored by seven. I'm going first here. So (laughs) this is a classic. Sparty has been crushing it at home, and I'll I'll read you a little bit just just to give the the readers a, a or the listeners a sneak peek if they're not subscribers what they could be getting at the athletic. Spartans are 9-2 and two against the spread at home, winning Big, T- Big Ten home games by an average of 17.8 points. Okay? So Penn State has been hot of late. I believe Penn State has won four straight and gone 4-0 against the spread during that stretch. 
But uh, I'm sticking with uh, Sparty staying hot at home. They're just a different team when when they're at home than on the road. So give me Sparty. Both ways? Yep. Then I'm going to do the, the thing that never works. I'm going to take – Cover. I'm going to take uh, uh, outright winner Michigan State, and then I think Penn State can cover. The Not a bad pick. I, I, I considered it. Considered it. Yeah, but, it just uh, never works. I got to stick so with I don't know why you didn't. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't. All right. Next up, Auburn at Arkansas. Arkansas, a four-point favorite at home. Eric Musselman, all day, baby. I'm taking Arkansas. You guys are a little bit kindred spirits. There's there's some similarities before between. Uh, uh, you better the two. be careful. Some what differences. You say. Must may never talk some, to you again. Some 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 differences, but but uh, in in terms of. We've talked about this on the pod too. In, in terms of realizing how important it is to embrace your fan base and excite your fan base and get the fan base on board, I, I'd say I put Bruce Pearl in this uh, boat too. I think yourself and those two guys are, are both really good at that. Which would, would you agree that, that you that you value those things? Yeah, there's no doubt I value those things. And, and then I do foolish things to, you know, try and connect often uh, and uh, can't get out of my own way. And and it's just the way it is. Just the way it is, CJ. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, I like I, I, I watch what those guys are doing. I think they're doing an awesome job. There's other guys that do it more suddenly. Like Lon Kruger is a tremendous marketer and promoter of programs. Um, like like he had his first five practices live streamed at Oklahoma. Uh, he, he does a lot of terrific things, and where, but he doesn't call attention to himself like Pearl, Musselman, and Miles, uh, which sounds like a bad law firm. Uh, but, um, but, you know, as you look at it, um, I mean, you, a lot of guys do it different ways. I, uh, and one interesting thing about Lon, all their practices are open to the public too. Yeah. Like anybody can just come in and watch. I, I, uh, I went down there a few years ago for, for when the buddy healed madness was going on and it was crazy. Like in their practice gym, just anybody can roll in. It was, that was kind of wild to see that. I, I don't know of another place that, that does that. I mean, coaches will let other, let people in, but not necessarily just anybody. So that, that was kind of crazy. You had to go All through right, my so administrative I'm, assistant in Nebraska and she was a bulldog. So <laughs> yeah, she's a out. tough character. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm. Uh, I'm. We're gonna continue to be opposite here. I'm gonna go Auburn, and I'll tell you why. Arkansas is tiny; they struggle on the defensive glass. Auburn's got the best offensive rebounder in the SEC, and Austin Wiley. I think uh, they get too many extra possessions in this one. Auburn covers and wins, or obviously they cover if they're gonna win because because Arkansas is the favorite. Yeah, so, you're wrong. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we're on, but hey, we're, we're, there's going to be some. Uh, this is this is good podcasting here because we're opposite, like pretty much all across the board. All right, so Oklahoma at Texas Tech. Texas Tech is a seven point favorite. We'll just get hey, Lon Kruger getting uh, getting talked about here twice. I'm going to go uh, first here, and I'm taking Texas Tech. Tim, we just saw Oklahoma in person last week at K State. As I think you saw that night, Oklahoma a little bit on the soft side. Uh, Texas Tech, I would say not on the soft side. I think that to beat Texas Tech, you have to have guys who can get into the 
teeth of the defense. I have a story up, ready for a plug, at The Athletic on how Kansas did it this weekend against Texas Tech, how they were able to carve up that no-middle defense. But Oklahoma has a guy in Austin Reeves who is a good slasher, but he just hasn't performed against the top-level Big 12 defenses when he's played them. So I'm going uh, Texas Tech winning cover. Yeah, uh, your words are your words, but I'm agreeing with your words in terms of uh, (laughs) I didn't – poor Oklahoma, I didn't know if they were going to get to 40 against K-State. Bruce Weber had excellent defensive intensity, his team did, and and, uh, took a furious comeback and a whole bunch of missed free throws by K-State. But uh, I believe Texas Tech will win and cover. And I'm I'm looking forward, as a subscriber, as one of the very first ever – to college basketball uh, coverage uh, of, of reading that article. Do you have video to support? I cannot use video of Big 12 games, but I do have screenshots. I, I, well, and I, nice job, and I think that's just wrong of the Big 12. I, it, it's something to do with the a company that represents the Big 12 and a few other. We've, I think we've, I think oh, we've no, hit on this before, and I haven't, like been, a television I haven't company? gotten in trouble like, before. Like ESPN or somebody like that? or. It's it's for ESPN games, but it's somebody that represents them, basically saying, "Hey, don't do this." But Big Ten, but Big Ten's fair game. So huh. good, good job, Big Ten. Good job, Big Ten. Come on, Big Twelve. All right, what, come on. It's killing me, Tim. It's absolutely killing yeah. me. Like I love using the video. That's that's my thing. I, I'm the college basketball writer at the Athletic that did it more than anybody else. It's like they've took my my left arm and they just cut it off. So I'm typing with one arm out here, guys. All right, Wednesday Wednesday games. Iowa at Purdue. Purdue a one-point favorite at home. Timmy, you're up. Well, how about that feistiness of with Iowa and uh, the handshake line? Oh, how about that? Former, what did you think about Tim that? Former Miles assistant coach Chin Coleman. Really? I didn't realize he was a former assistant. Yeah, I brought him into college basketball, ta- for crying out loud. Have you... Have you uh, have you talked to him? No, he called earlier Since... while we were talking. I don't know if you guys heard that or not. Um, oh, that was him calling. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> so wow. I just want to make sure he's okay that he made it out of Iowa City alive. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, getting to this, uh, I was a little feisty. Let's just stay on task. I was a little feisty right now. But Purdue needs something good to happen. They shoot it way better at home. Iowa doesn't have the nastiest defense I've ever seen in my life. But I think they'll play a lot of zone. I'm taking Iowa. Taking Iowa. I'm taking yeah, Iowa to I'm, win. Uh, I'm leaning that, that way as well. I think this might be the first time we're across. How about Fran? Like, I love the he's, – he's, he's yelling at him. They're going through the the handshake line, and he's like, "Oh, screw it! I'm I'm, I'm done with this. I'm done with this." Just like throws in the towel. (laughs) Screw it! I'm I'm not. I'm not go. I'm I'm out of here. I'm out. Hey, at least he knows his breaking point. You know, that's enough. Tim, you you gotta, but you gotta. I mean, that's your former assistant. You gotta find the find out the real story. And uh, break it on the pod next week, I think. Do do some reporting, Timmy. (laughs) Do some reporting. All you writers want all the dirty, deep secrets of coaches. Oh, of course we do. Yeah. Some things are just better left. Let them lie. lie. No, they're not. No, they're not. Hey, Bo Ryan told me, Timmy, you want to tell them what you know, but you don't want to tell them everything you know. Like, you get some of those coaches, (laughs) all they do is talk about themselves. Oh, I drew up this play, and then I decided to do this. Like, you just... You listen to their press conference, you get your own scouting report ready to go. (laughs) 
Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, I'm uh, I'm sticking with you. I'm going with I like the way the the Hawkeyes are playing right now. I think I think they're hot. I think they keep it up. But uh, and, uh, by the way, right, right before uh, we did this spot, I was I was watching a Purdue set that that they ran, that uh, Matt Painter ran twice at the end of the Northwestern game. Have you seen that? No. I'll send you the link yeah, afterwards. Link. If not, he uh, man, he he runs some beautiful stuff. It's 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 a. Uh, I'll, I'll tweet it out too. It's I'll retweet it. It's 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 some some good some good action. So uh, check check that out. But I'm going Iowa. All right, Seton Hall, two point favorite on the road at Georgetown. Georgetown just got a big win this weekend, right? Who who'd they beat? They had a comeback, I believe. Uh, let's see here. Do 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 do. Georgetown beat St. Georgetown John's. came. St. John's, I think, came from from behind after losing three in a row. So maybe not so hot. Maybe not so hot. I, I said a big win. Oh, okay. You know, not not wins, but uh, Seton Hall just lost. I don't think Seton Hall is going to lose again. Quincy McKnight's Hall. hurt day to day. He is, but uh, but they got some depth on that team. Hmm. And the, the the big boy's back. What's his name, Timmy? Oh, Mamu Shavili. Mamu Shavili. I don't know. There you he go. Really He's back. Yeah. Um, Sandro. <laughs> uh, I got to look at it. If I look at it, I'll know it, but I can't find it right now because I'm on something else because I'm taking Seton Hall too. All right. Good deal. Let's uh, Villanova at Butler. Butler, a four-point favorite. This is a toughie. Who you got? Nova. Nova? No. All right. Winning Nova. out. All right. I'm going to say – Nova, I'm going to do the Tim yeah, special. never works. Nova covers, never works. Nova covers, Butler wins. So you've got Nova, Nova, Nova. All right. Last one, the Michael Beller special. Wisconsin at Minnesota. Michael, you want to get on here and defend your Badgers? What the heck's going on? Coming off a big win. I, yeah, was, there. But, but, I was there in person. How many more players are they going to lose? Beating by, by Michigan the time they State play on Saturday. Hey, Davison's back after his uh, one-game suspension. <laughs> after the nut punch? Uh, yeah, you know, after heard, uh, heard all around the Midwest. What's worse, the punch or the bite? Man, that's a good question. Huh? Ooh. I think the, I think the bite. The bite's more dangerous. Well, not necessarily. The bite is hygienically more dangerous. Uh-huh. But you can do some damage with a good punch. But basketball players well, yeah. have already discovered in the K-State-Kansas quote-unquote brawl where not one guy had a scratch on him uh, aren't the best punchers that we've seen. <laughs> Neither th- one's good. I think a bite shows a lot less respect for the humanity of the person you're doing it to. I don't know. I think the the nut punch is more premeditated. Like, that's oh. more planned. Wow. <laughs> I mean – I've known Brad Davis. What do you think? I've known Brad Davis a long time. He's always been a a, a tough player, you know, tough minded, but I I never knew him to be, um, you know, below the line. But unfortunately, apparently this is not the first time. And, and I don't know. I mean, somebody said there was a, they, I think Seth Davis had a reaction on the athletic and I, I haven't read it yet, Yep. but, um, uh, yeah, the biting is definitely, but they're neither of them are good. Let's just put it that they're way. They're both bad. So we can still so, bad for Co- sure. Kobe King is now out. And oftentimes I will tell you about the Michigan state thing is you do get kind of that. You do get sometimes like a one game kind of bump when you lose somebody. 
like everybody kind of galvanizes mm-hmm. for sure. But it's hard to sure. maintain it. So my question is, when's the last time Wisconsin has lost at Minnesota? Ooh, that's a good question. Michael, you're the you Wisconsin know the, expert. Do you know the answer? Is this a question or a question? Well, I think I know the answer. Did Ethan Happ ever lose there? I don't know. It's hard in the Big Ten, right? Because of, they don't play. Uh, I don't think even. he did. But yeah, because you don't get home and home every single year. I mean, there was, what was that? Was that two years ago that Minnesota had that five seed team that ultimately went down to, uh, to uh, Middle Tennessee State in the first round? Michigan State lost to them, to Middle Tennessee yeah. State. But then the next year was still with Giddy Potts. They beat. Uh, I don't think Minnesota's beat, uh, been a Minnesota. five seed under Richard. I don't think. Yeah, two like two years ago. Well, there three years ago. Well, yeah, here we go. Yeah, they lost to Middle Tennessee in the 2017 tournament. Wow, as a five good. seed. Well, I covered that game. I was there. It was in Milwaukee. We just beat them a lot, so I guess I never really viewed them that. <laughs> I, I'm kidding. Anyways, although we I'll did, just say before you guys before you guys make your picks, I'll say uh, forget about a one game bump. That was like a one half galvanizing bump from Kobe King leaving. As I said, I was there. I texted you guys after the game. You did an excellent first half. A horribly played second half by the Badgers offense. There's just no athleticism on the perimeter. No one can get into the lane. No one can create easy shots for themselves or someone else. So I lean Minnesota here, but I'll let you guys, you guys are the stars. So I'll let you make your picks. Talent. We're the talent. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm taking, I'm taking Minnesota. Uh, I believe the last time Wisconsin won at Minnesota by just a quick check by me. And I could be looking at this wrong. I think it was 2014. So, uh, but that streak ends. Minnesota wins. You mean lost? The last, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. The last time Wisconsin lost in Minnesota, yeah. 2014. And that was the year that Minnesota won the NIT under Richard and Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino sat behind his son's bench and helped him, which I thought was illegal. Extra coaching. <laughs> How about that? And, and just for the record, Brad uh, Davison has never punched you in the nuts. Not me, no. I've never known Brad as a nut puncher. Never, never punched me in the nuts, so uh did, did, did take him to be one. <laughs> it's my truth as I see it. All right. Minnesota wins uh, and, and covers for, uh, for the both of us. All right, before we get out of here, Timmy, I asked our beautiful cult-following listeners – to rate, review, and subscribe, and to write us some reviews. We hadn't had one in a while, right? So I've got a few pulled up. Oh, no. And here, here it just goes away on me. Silly, silly iPhones. Here, but I'll, I'll get it real back real quick. Uh, Timmy, tell, tell us, what do, you, what do you got going on this weekend while I figure out this I am this, calling uh, a basketball madness. game. I am going to call the – I have to remember the basketball game, so let me pull up my calendar real quick. <laughs> You're, are you a Providence going, or something? I am Providence? doing a basketball game with Providence and Xavier. The noon and hopefully you make your flight because you don't even know Xavier. what you don't even know what I freaking day it is. I get alerts. They text me when it's time to check in, and when it's and then two hours basically, I get another text that says you should go. We're boarding soon. Like you have to hustle, get to your plane. Okay, okay, I'll go. Where am I going? I got. I, I've got a. I've, I've, I've found it. And by the way, I've got Xavier winning tonight at DePaul in my uh, picks against the Streds. So I hope the Musketeers are new and improved and they keep it going. All right. So we've got three three new reviews. How about this, Timmy, on, nice. on Apple Podcasts? 
and I'm gonna I'm gonna read them to you. So your update doesn't kill you. Hoops fan 100 on Friday wrote a wrote a pod wrote one for us, and he says this pod is at its best when Coach Miles is telling stories about games, coaches, recruit, or just driving (laughs) conditions. The stories feel fresh and authentic and almost include a good dose of humor. Oh, sorry, always include oh, almost always almost, almost always include a good dose of humor. <laughs> CJ does a great job of being the ringleader for the Coach Miles Circus. There it is. Thank yeah. you, Hoops fan hundred. That's a good one. All right. That's a good one. This Tim, you're gonna enjoy this. This is from Coach Matt. Any idea who Coach Dot Matt could be? No. All right, he says great show in his t- in his uh, title, and here we go. Show is terrific, but there are only really five total reviews of this show. Question <laughs> mark. I hope you have more listeners than reviewers. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Coach Matt. Thanks, Coach Matt. All right, here it gets even better. You ready for this? Looking okay. forward to Coach Miles getting a job this spring so he can quit this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I assume that's uh, he's looking out for my well-being maybe his own too on that. i don't know Keep coming, oh, folks. so Keep he coming. can quit this and and if it's mean mean enough we'll read it on the air live all right we got one last one you ready all right gene gene taylor interview is phenomenal this person says big house greg coming in hot big house greg says kansas state student here and i appreciate the gene taylor interview he is the best AD we have had since Weefield. I appreciate Miles and Moore's perspectives on the game and having witnessed the Big 12 championship last year. B-ball is very important in Manhattan. Nice. Thank so, you. Gl- glad to hear that it's important in Manhattan. And uh, thank you for uh, We had a good time listening. with Gene. He was a very gracious host. And uh, uh, Bruce Weber, I even got a, a thing from Bruce this week. And then uh, I watched their game last night where they couldn't get over the top against Baylor. But uh, – and I watch Kansas and uh, Texas, so a lot of Big 12 going on last night at Giordano's here in Chicago. There you go, there you go. And I have a story up on Yudoka Azabuke on the side at the Athletic. Always, always one to self promote, right, Timmy? But uh, appreciate appreciate everybody tuning in this week. Tim, say it. Say it. I guess I won't hear. I, I guess I won't. I guess I won't hear from you until yeah. next week since nope. Michael doesn't Forget want to talk Friday. to us a, a second time. But um, throw out Thursday. Yeah, I, I guess. Friday. Hey. I guess, I guess you should go and listen to our producer, Michael Beller, and his fellow Bracket Master, Brian Bennett, over at Bracket Ma- Madness. Those too. podcasts come out on Fridays. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good, people. Give it a listen. All right, we're out. Stay efficient, America. How about those Chiefs?